I've been waiting a long time for this. All talk, no shock. And now, from the Emerald City of Seattle, it's the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Your home for pop culture, transformers, independent artists, interviews, transformers, and stuff and things. Also, sometimes transformers. And now, here he is, the man who has a master's in advanced burrito, Mike Seibert. Thank you, and welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I'm at Mike Seibert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, call the Mike Seibert Radio voicemail hotline, 231-224-MIKE. That's 231-224-6453. And right into the mailbag, Mike Seibert Radio at gmail.com. And this week, we're celebrating the 10-year anniversary of the Jet City Comic Show, happening the weekend of October 26th and 27th at the Tacoma Convention Center. Tickets are available now at jetcitycomicshow.com. And later in the podcast, the co-founders and promoters of Jet City Comic Show, James Taylor and Brian Meredith, are this week's guests. They'll join me to talk about the history of the show and what fans can expect this year. All of that and more on this all new episode of Mike Cybert Radio, but first let's kick things off with some shout outs. Shout it, shout it, shout it out Well, it's all Jet City Comic Show related shouts this week. Uh, The full guest list, including all of the actors, authors, and comic creators, uh, go check out JetCityComicShow.com. But I wanted to uh, really briefly uh, call out some friends of the show uh, that you can visit out on the show floor on the 26th and 27th. Uh, Dynamite Comics illustrator Blackie Shepard will have a table in Artist Alley. Um, He's also done work for Dynamite in including Voltron from the Ashes, Pumpkinhead, and Vampirella vs. Reanimator. And if he's got copies of uh, Transformers number 13, the issue he did the cover for, um, I, I'm going to have to grab that. I think it's a it's a really cool cover. It's uh, It's got uh, Prowl and Chromia, and they're buddy cops, and it's, it's really cool. And speaking of Transformers, a previous guest, Scott Hanline, will have his Bumblebee Camaro on site at the Jet City Comic Show uh, for folks to check out. That's always fun. Uh, Scott's a great guy. Um, And the gang from Costume Characters for Causes will have their charity photo booth set up. Uh, Get your photo taken with some of the best cosplayers in the Pacific Northwest, uh, also while helping support local pediatric charities. Uh, My dude Eric Mannix, he is going to be hosting the Choose Your Own Adventure cosplay panel at Jet City Comic Show along with Overcast Cosplay. Uh, That is going to be happening from 4 to 4 45 p.m. on Saturday uh, featuring Mannix, Hoptown Spidey, Rage Goddess, Overcast, and Joel the Geek. But if you want to visit me while you're at Jet City Comic Show this year, I will be part of the brand new Podcasters Workspace over by the Sea Lug Lego Display along with the Northwest Nerd Podcast. Um, we're uh, we're going to have a little bit of table space. It's going to be kind of like a combination of uh, um, uh, 
live workspace and exhibition area. So uh, come by and watch us pod some casts and and uh, and hang out. And finally, um, uh, following up on something I recently posted in the Jet City Comic Show public group out on Facebook, I posted it on Mike Cybert Radio uh, Facebook as well. Uh, but I would like to offer airtime for you to hype your thing with uh, with regards to Jet City Comic Show. And we got our first taker. Check this out. Hey, this is Greg Smith, co-creator of the Junior Braves of the Apocalypse series from Oni Press, and the co-creator of the Starlight comic series coming soon to a Kickstarter near you. If the voice sounds familiar, you may have heard me on the Nerds from the Crypt podcast, which I co-host with Saul and David. Or maybe you've been to my wife Anne's shop, the Retro Emporium in downtown Kent, and I've greeted you with a nice hello. If I'm new to you, well, hello and welcome to the show. Travis Webb, the co-creator of Starlight, now will be at Jet City this year. So let's talk zombies, burned out superheroes, kidnapped by space cats, retro toys and games, or just cool whore, because it's spooky season while you're at the show. And I'm really excited to connect with Greg. It's it, it's kind of funny. Like there 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 are certain uh, uh, creators out in kind of the scene that I've I've been meaning to touch bases with because uh, like a lot of like you know common friends and and Greg is one of those folks I've been meaning to connect with and and learn more about his stuff uh, for some time now. So this will this will definitely kind of motivate me to uh, uh, connect because I'm really excited to meet. Uh, but um, it. If you're an exhibitor, vendor, artist, or panelist, or other creative type, uh, and if you're looking for a signal boost for your thing during Jet City Comic Show, all you gotta do is leave me a voicemail. Um, you know, you could go up to like 90 seconds. Uh, the voicemail system automatically cuts off at two minutes. I I know I tested it, but um, anyway, about a 90 second voicemail, or you can email me like Greg did. Uh, you can uh, email me a voice recording. Uh, you can either send me a wave or an MP3. I don't really care. Um, any, something that is audio that I can play during the show. That email address is MikeCybertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Uh, get me those voice messages no later than Tuesday, October 22nd to be included in episode 238, dropping the Wednesday before Jet City Comic Show. And voicemails only. Um, um, you know, you could send me an email with a flyer or a thing, and um, I, I would rather the audience hear from you in your own words about your thing. So that's why I'm doing it that way. Either leave me a voicemail or record off a, um, a voice recording of some kind and email it to me. Coming up next, it's my interview with Brian Meredith and James Taylor. You're listening to Mike Cyber Radio. Call the Mike Cyber Radio Voicemail Hotline, 231-224-MIKE. And for you youngins that don't know how the letters work on a phone, that's 231-224-6453. Get off my lawn. Welcome back to Mike Cybert Radio. I am your host, and I've got uh, two longtime friends on the line with me, and we are talking about the upcoming Jet City Comic Show. It is the uh, 10th anniversary uh, celebration of the Jet City Comic Show that is going to be coming up on the 26th of October at the Tacoma Convention Center, home of the Jet City Comic Show for the last couple years. But we're, uh, we'll unpack that history in a little bit. 
Um, but uh, joining me on the line now are the show uh, founders, uh, uh, Brian Meredith and James Taylor. Uh, thank you both for joining me on uh, on the phone and in the evening. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're uh, excited to do this, and let's rock it, and hopefully not make too much of a jerks of ourselves. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Um, I'll, uh, I'll I'll see if I can help as best as I can to not make a jerk of myself as well. But um, so so ten so ten years, guys. Congratulations! That's uh, that is um, an incredible feat uh, for a intentionally small local show um, to have that longevity. Um, it's uh, it's really cool. So I, I guess before we kind of uh, wind the clocks back and kind of talk about about uh, the history of uh, of the 10 years of Jet City Comic Show. Let's talk about what's coming up this year, present day, what folks have to look forward to uh, coming up on the 26th and 27th. What uh, What's going to make this 10-year uh, celebration uh, uh, special? All right. I'll always say in a lot of ways it's going to be why mess with a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of the same great stuff as always, Uh Local cosplay groups like the 501st, uh, you know, the Halo group. We're going to have uh, great vendors there, a huge artist alley, probably one of our strongest lineups uh, in terms of guests that we've had in the last few years. Um, and we will have just, you know, the usual costume contest. It'll be, it'll be just a great thing for everybody to have a good time with. I, I think, yeah, for us, it was important to with what we're doing rather than trying to be bigger than what we need to be. You know, I mean, our space is only so big, too. Mm-hmm. Um, we just want to keep our focus on comic books. And, you know, I think we've got one of, like Brian said, one of our best comic book guest lists um, or guest rosters in a long time. But, you know, with us, we also want to be kind of like a new version of an old school comic book convention. And with that, you bring in, you know, some kind of retro actors. Yeah. Right. So this year um, marks the 40th anniversary of Buck Rogers. So mm-hmm. we're bringing in Gil Gerard and Felix Sela. Um, I'm not even sure the last time Gil Gerard has been in the Northwest, but it's 40 years since Buck Rogers was on the air, our mm-hmm. first debuted on the air. Right. Um, and then we got, you know, a couple Power Rangers with uh, Carla Perez. She is, who was Rita Repulsa, uh, starting the second season of uh, Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you know, basically we just focus on mostly a lot of local people and just being a good time and affordable for families. You know, like kids 10 and under are free. A lot of shows don't do that. Um, and, you know, we want to support the local community, so we always have tables out there for any business to come and drop flyers on. And, you know, we just want to be local and help out, you know, expose people to comic books. That's the main thing. Yeah, and to not be the local, you know, angle to a to a pulp there, but that's always what we've been focused on. Is there's a lot of great creators, a lot of up and comers that live around here that you know make up a great artistic community for the Pacific Northwest in general. So by giving them a cheap, affordable place to view their art, to put it out there to the people, you know, that's that's important to us. Absolutely. And one of one of my favorite things about Jet City Comic Show is I, I affectionately refer to it as my favorite big little show. 
in that it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's intimate, it's affordable, it's family friendly. Um, it ticks all of the boxes, but the, the thing, and we were just talking about this a moment ago, the, it's right there in the name. This is a comic convention in the classic sense. And, you know, James, like you had mentioned, there, uh, uh, there's some really cool media guests, uh, but the emphasis is, is definitely on, uh, comic book vendors and artist alley. And it's, uh, it, and, and it kind of reminds me of, you know, the way a lot of comic cons or, or actually pop culture conventions, of this kind uh, started, you know, where it's like, you know, it was, you know, a comic show that kind of blew up into uh, uh, something else. But I'm I, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself a little bit. Uh, let's, sure. uh, no, no, get that. I mean, you, you know, you kind of said it there, Mike, in the name is like you know, we refer to ourselves as a Jet City comic show to kind of differentiate ourselves from a comic con. Because, I mean, I've not that I have anything against that term. It's in and of itself. It's just it's become it's become like a it's become a brand name that's become generic, like Kleenex or Xerox. But it means something different nowadays. Comic-Con now equals pop culture show. It means, you know, huge driven celebrity shows. So, but, you know, calling ourselves a comic show straight, you know, straightforward, we're trying to let people know, it's like, no, 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 this is not what you're, this is not going to be another Emerald City or WonderCon. It's going to be, something that's back to how it used to be the grassroots era yeah yeah you know, back exactly back when back before the internet back before i mean you hardly even had <laughs> magazines you know you had newsletters yeah. and zines to get this stuff word around back when it was hotel it was like you know little offices and hotels that you could rent out for uh you know for the afternoon and that would be your show <laughs> that type of thing i mean obviously we're not that grassroots, but you know, it's the, the premises is, is there. Mm-hmm. We wanted to have something that's just kind of speaks to to almost like a just a kind of a dying breed of the comic shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And and Brian, it, it reminds me of uh, uh, kind of. I I think I was. It was maybe. 2009 uh maybe 2008 i i don't remember exactly when um i uh i was in the shop um and i think it was still comic stop at the time but it was after um after it had moved to the uh current location it is uh now in linwood which is obviously now uh subspace comics and i uh i and um you happened to be there uh we hadn't talked in like a number of years because i i moved uh for for work and whatnot but uh we were just uh we were just chit-chatting and you're like you know I, I, I think I've got an idea for uh for a comic show and you kind of broke it down for me and said like you know you know comics first and you know uh in terms of guessing I think you were just kind of like maybe in the in the blue sky phase where where you're just kind of like you know musing and dreaming out loud saying like well hey you know maybe we can get like you know creators that don't turn up often you know folks that comics fans know like say like a a Bernie Wrightson you know R.I.P. Uh, but, yeah. um, you know, I mean, folks like that. And um, it 
when I left the store that day, because I, I, you know, getting older and things get a little fuzzier, but I don't think at that oh, sure. point you had actually said like, it, and it's Jet City and we're doing it and it's no. a thing. Um, but it was something you were just kind of like kicking around. And sure enough, like uh, uh, sometime later, I started seeing like, you know, the flyers and and kind of. Yeah, uh, um, it was. Uh, so with that, you kind of caught, caught us at that pivotal moment because at the time, James and I had both been working with Emerald City Comic Con, and the and it just it started growing in leaps and bounds because there was a vacuum and there was nothing here, right. and we started noticing almost I think it was about year four, year five of that show, like the venue's getting bigger, the costs are going up, and everybody who everybody who participated in the first few years were getting priced out. The local guys that you know. They couldn't. They just couldn't afford these these national prices anymore. Mm-hmm. And James and I were, you know, we were just kind of a little, little dissatisfied with how it it felt like we were we were losing touch with our community. And that's kind of I think that was really kind of the seed of well, well, what about just doing a uh, complimentary show, something else we can have in Seattle? It's clearly big enough; it can it can support a couple shows. And so that's probably about the the timeline. I mean, like you said, yeah. time gets fuzzy, but that sounds about right because it was 2010 when we launched the first one, mm-hmm. and we spent a good at least a good year working on getting that thing together. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and and I gotta tell you, Brian, uh, you know that that day uh, that I that I stopped by the shop, um, it reminded me of uh, of a similar feeling I had had maybe. Uh, six, seven, eight years prior to that in another uh, comic stop uh, store where uh, where a couple guys said like, well, hey, man, we're uh, we're going to start our own uh, comic convention (laughs) is kind of filling a vacuum. Um, So so it was it was kind of like it it was it's like, is this guy going to catch lightning in a bottle twice? That's a. that that's that's pretty exciting. So, um, well, you know, in a weird way, I, I almost feel like it was more of a we had the opportunity to catch lightning in a bottle twice, but it, we let the lightning go because it's it's kind of weird to say that. But in order to keep a show like Jet City grounded and and a, and a particular size for a particular group of people for a particular attendance. Mm-hmm. You have to deliberately keep it small, and you get to a point where it's like, well, you're either growing or you're maintaining, and we've we chose to maintain because at this point, well, all right, we get bigger and better guests, we get bigger and better celebrities, we get bigger and better venues, and then before you know it, you know, we're getting offered by Reed Pop to be bought out. Yeah, and and the cycle just happens again. Right. Exactly. And. And that's something we wish to avoid. So it's it's been you know it's almost it's been a very conscious decision on our parts to maintain that level. We've allowed growth over the years because we started out as one day, we went to two. Um, but we had to be very careful about just how how big we wanted to get because in order to keep such a you know keep it's weird it's expensive to keep a small show going small because costs will right. continue to go up. But we don't want to. We don't really want to try to pass that cost off to the uh, to the attendees or to the vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, we're probably one of the few shows that doesn't that hasn't raised our prices uh, to the vendors in years. Uh, and you go to yeah. any other comic convention, and they tend to raise them every single year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And and that is one of the things, you know, like Brian said, we started because a lot of local vendors and ours got priced out of another show here locally. And, you know, we also stripped the booth down, you know. Like, we don't require the vendors to buy pipe and drape. You know, most of them have their own backdrops nowadays. But that pipe and drape is another $80, you know. And yeah. so, hey, you don't have to have it, so why pay extra, you know. So other shows could be charging 80 bucks less for their booths, you know. Or actually, they probably upcharge a little bit for the pipe and drape and make money on that, too, from the, you know, wholesale cost. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we intentionally try to keep it down. Um, we obviously could have brought in big-name celebrities all these years. It's really easy to get a celebrity. Um and so we, we do our best, you know, so we consciously didn't go big name celebrity. We wanted to get unique people every year and we change it up every year. And even comic book guests, I mean, we've gotten like, um, um, uh, Marzan, Jose Marzan. Um, yeah. Jose Marzan Jr. Ago. was great. Yeah. Yeah. But he's never done a West coast show before, before that he's out of Florida. Yeah. And for some reason, even though he worked on why the last man and tons of big books at DC and Marvel, he'd never done even San Diego comic-con, you know, yeah. which is really weird. And then, you know, Paul Ryan, he hadn't done a West coast show in probably 10 years before he came out here mm-hmm. for our show. And Paul, Paul Ryan was, was, yeah, Paul Ryan was a staple. Yeah. 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 He worked on a ton of books and never done a Northwest show. Um, or at least not within the last 20 years. So, yeah, we consciously try to get guests that weren't, you know, besides locals that weren't going to other local shows. And, um, you know, just like Brian said, try to be different, try to be unique, and try to keep that focus just on comic books. Have some of those kind of low, I hate to say lower-end celebrities, but have um, not the high-priced celebrities. Right. And, you know, but but those celebrities still complement what's going on with the convention and you know i'm not gonna lie they do help with a little bit of media attention as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so and, and you know and it, you know that's something to point out we don't like most shows you got these photo op things that you know oh, yeah. you know you go in there you meet you pay to you know, pay a celebrity to get your autograph you pay to get your picture taken within the next you know bam you're out 150 200 dollars uh the guests that we get they're happy to usually just take a picture with you you know, or uh, you now, and they tend to be uh, a heck of a lot more affordable when it comes to an autograph. And, and for James and I, you know, we've always kind of picked the guys that we kind of liked, like Jill Gerard. Right? Yeah. Like, I loved Buck Rogers back as a kid. And that's mm-hmm. like, heck yeah, I would love to have him at the show. Same reason we got Sam Jones, Flash Gordon last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's why we got, you know, uh, you know, dozens of these people over the years yeah. that we've had. Correct. Yeah, well, and and the thing that that I like about this particular show, uh, Jet City Comic Show, is that that everybody is so accessible. You know, uh, you don't necessarily have to worry about big long lines or huge queues. Um, you know, oh, yeah. I so I mean, I I still attend Emerald City, and you know, for for certain comics creators even just on the comic side not even the the celebrities or or anything like that you know there's like a massive queue so it's like if you want to uh get an autograph from matt fraction or something like that you know i mean there there's there's a line within a line um and (laughs) and and it's um the the thing that i've always liked about jet city is that one because of like the the space 
that it occupies there there's there's moving room there there's there's enough aisle space and it feels like you can hang around at somebody's table and actually like have a legit conversation i was uh, uh talk- well, yeah absolutely that that's one of my favorite things about it is the fact that we've we've managed to cultivate a show where you can walk in there and you're like, Hey, yeah, it's busy. You got people all over the place, but nobody's stepping on you. Nobody's bumping into you. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like you want to sit, you know, uh, hang out at a booth and dig in boxes for an hour, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to spend 20 minutes talking to one of our guests, you can do that. And you're, and you're not feeling that pressure or you're or that herd mentality to keep moving. Well, I was going to say the cool thing is, you know, even though, you know, we intentionally keep it small in a lot of ways and, yeah, you get time to talk with guests, but if you're into comic books, I mean, truthfully, we have all the best Pacific Northwest comic book dealers for the most part, but then we do have national dealers that are traveling from California and other um, mm-hmm. other states that are coming here to our show, too. We actually have a great collection of comic book dealers. This year might be our best, I think. Um, yeah, we've got and some so, of the, you know, the national guys. Right. I mean, there's going to be, you know, big time books at the show, just like you'll see at the other, you know, bigger comic cons. But, you know, you're not going to have to push people out of your way. And so at a more affordable price, you could go find these big time comics. You don't have to pay. Parking isn't a huge price at the Tacoma Convention Center. In fact, if you go up the hill just a few blocks, I believe you could still park for free on the street. Um, you know, I mean, so in a lot of ways we're accessible, not just because of our price and at the door, but also just, I mean, parking's cheaper, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the funny thing. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's surprisingly easy to get around Tacoma and to park and it's not going to, it's not going to break the bank. Yeah, definitely. So, um, let's, uh, I, I, while we're on this thread, I kind of want to dig um, a little deeper into the into the show's history, um, because like so. So the name is Jet City Comic Show, which a lot of folks yeah. associate with Seattle, but it's at the Tacoma Convention Center. Um, yeah, that was that's actually kind of funny. You know, so so our first uh, our first few years, we were obviously in Seattle. We were at this we were a one day show down at the uh, Seattle Center. And first year went off pretty well. Second year was okay. But then the third year, we realized we're not seeing... So, yeah, we want to stay small, but this is too small. This is There's really no room to grow or get any better than this. Mm-hmm. And, and the facilities just just weren't nice. <laughs> and so, it's so James and I started... Uh, I believe it was you, James, that kind of came up with the right idea of looking out of town. And you found, and you're like, hey, check out the uh, Tacoma Convention Center. This is a place that was just like built 10 minutes ago, and it's, you know, it's it's got that new car smell. And it did. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was, it was a beautiful thing. Our first year, year four, doing it there was, I mean, I think we doubled our attendance. It was, it was yeah, we have doubled, yeah. It was it was a it was a fantastic year four, and it showed us like, yeah, this place could really do well for us, and. I remember we've had this conversation. James and I have had this conversation a couple times. Well, should we change the name since we're here? We're like, well, we've already branded it. We've got this mascot and all this other stuff. And like, well, let's just give it a year. And then we gave it another year and then another year. And they got to the point where we're like, well, crap, now everybody just knows this is this, even though (laughs) we're not not having anything to do with it. 
Yeah. So, it, I mean, part of me well, kind of wishes we had, ch- had changed it, but it's it is what it is. It's it's also hard because you know you after that three years. I mean, we had three years of essentially marketing as Jet City Comic Show. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, it, it was a question: Do we give up that name and we lose so many fans, a certain amount of fans, because they're like, "Oh, that's a whole new show," or you know, and plus you also got to realize creators around the country that were contacting to come as guests heard of Jet City Comic Show. So, I mean, it wasn't right. just a local angle. It's also the national angle. Well, nationally, nobody knows what Jet City is anyway. I mean, most of them don't even know that it's Seattle. Right. Um, much less that yeah. Tacoma is the city of Destiny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it, it was one of those things as we were digging around for names for the, Seattle, for the first show. And it's like, yeah, I think we had to dig a little hard to even come up with Jet City. But, you know, it's kind of stuck. Yeah, and and it's stuck, and it's really cool, you know, just with, like, you know, the, the whole uh, uh, Bomber Girl motif. And I... Uh, I I love the Tacoma Convention Center because it's it, it's just so vast. You know, it's like uh, one of my mm-hmm. things is like, you know, when I, you know, I see folks kind of chilling off the show floor and there's just room for folks to just, you know, crop a spot and just hang around and, you know, flip through their oh, books yeah. and chat. And, um, and you know, I, um, I'm friends with a bunch of cosplayers and cosplayer uh, photographers and that uh, that that kind of large foyer space is is really conducive uh, for some really great photo ops. So, it's, oh yeah, that that lobby is the best. You know, it's it's so brightly lit, it's warm, uh, inviting, it's open space. Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty cool. I mean, heck, it's almost big enough to have a small show in there. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, you know, I mean, the guests from out of town love it, especially on a clear day because you have a great view of Mount Rainier. Mm-hmm. Downtown Tacoma is really nice nowadays too. Um, you know, it's not like you know Tacoma that me and Brian grew up with. Um, you know, <laughs> sure. back in the eighties, you know, yeah. I mean, it's different. I mean, I mean, it's cool with the art galleries. I mean, the art scene is kind of moving into Tacoma. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not just us, but you know, galleries and the art museum, glass art museum, and then you got the Washington State Museum. I mean, it's and plus lots of great restaurants downtown right there, right next to the. So it's great for our guests that are out of town. They could walk a couple blocks, and there's a lot of great restaurants and things to do too. Yeah, and and it's uh it's it's clean, it's safe. It's I mm-hmm. mean I mean downtown Tacoma has really turned around. Like you said, James, it, it's it's not what we grew up with because it was like ooh Tacoma, right. ew. Uh, but yeah, oh, no, yeah, it's you get a cap in your ass back then. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I still got buddies that live up on Hilltop, but that, but that's a that's a different thing for a different oh, yeah. time. But uh, sure. Oh, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it, it's just a it's a great area. I um I I, I think it's a it's an ideal location for a uh, for a great comic shop. Um and and again, tons of stuff to do. Vibrant art community. I'm really doing the hard sell here. <laughs> I just realized it's like, <laughs> come to Jet City Comic Show, October 26th, uh, Tacoma Convention Center, uh, 26th and 27th. Um, if uh, if folks uh, are, are picking up what we're putting down and they uh, wanted to attend, how could folks get tickets before uh, before we get too far away? Um, Just go to jetcitycomicshow.com um, in the top 
corner, there's a button for tickets and various various other places on the website. Mm-hmm. And that, that will take you to a website called ShowClicks, which um, is one of those t- kind of ticket places. And they'll send you an email and, and you know, you buy it there and you'll get an email with the barcode and you just come and get that scanned at the uh, front tables. Um, there should be tables of it, or sorry, tickets available at the counter too. But mm-hmm. you know, it's always nice to support a show by pre-purchasing tickets as well. Absolutely, but, yeah, absolutely, very cool. So um, let's see. So so we told folks how they can uh, get to the show or get tickets to the show and mm-hmm. where it is and when it is. Um, we talked about some of the awesome celebrity guests that are going to be in attendance this year. Uh, we even talked about mm-hmm. some of the cool uh, uh, comics guests uh, that are um, there coming in. Um, now, there's a, there's other programming involved also, like you've got, uh, what, panels, uh, costume contests, a couple, uh, couple other goodies there too, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we have. Okay, so we always do. Uh, just like I mean, every year we've always had some, you know, like co- co- multiple costume contests for even little kids up to adults. Uh, various different panels, workshops that are uh, usually handled by most, of, you know, people who are either setting up as as uh, vendors or guests, or we you know, we even have some that come just to be panelists, mm-hmm. and then that's their job for the weekend. Yeah, you know, so there's always a lot of cool stuff. I mean that that's something that I've seen uh, grow with great interest over just the last couple years. Is you know um, started with a couple panels. Now it's now it's quite a few, and it's a. Uh, you know, it's a it's it's a cool scene where you can get uh, authors or creators or folks like that, you know, talking about their their thing. In fact, uh, I, I've got a buddy of mine who's doing a, a cosplay photography panel. Um, so, you know, oh, nice. new, new and exciting programming, I think, is uh, kind of cool. And it kind of gets folks up and about a little bit. Like if you get a little burnt on the show floor, it's kind of it's kind of nice to just kind of like uh, um, sit for a few. Like taking a breather, exactly. enjoying something different changing yeah. the pace of the show for yourself yeah yeah taking a taking a and, mental break and, yeah and learning something new too Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, surely not the entire motivation is break time, but uh, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Very cool. Now, um uh I I uh, as as uh, I was going to ask you guys about um exclusives and some of the the cool things that you're doing there, but uh but before I kind of unpack that a little bit, I want to go back a little further about, you know, we we referenced the uh uh the bomber girl and you know kind of like the the logo and icon uh, iconography uh, with regards to Jet City Comic Show. I don't remember if uh, if I have heard the story behind the origin of uh, of the Bomber Girl and how that's become so um, iconic and intrinsically uh, tied with Jet City Comic Show. Uh, do you guys want to talk about that? Sure, sure, so, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So it kind of started. James, don't you start? We were, you know. We had a, you know, we, we did a year of planning before our first show, if not longer. And, you know, we're like, we need something to tie into the show. Gives us marketing material, but also just a mascot. That's what we said we needed. No other show had a mascot at that point. Emerald City did not have, they came out with a mascot, actually. The uh, partners, um, well, you know, we were still helping out at Emerald City at the time. So they kind of knew our plans and. The whole point of Jet City is we could also experiment with new ideas, and coming up with the mascot 
was experimenting with a new idea because no other show had that at the time. Um, I mean, it was just always Baltimore Comic Con or New York Comic Con or, or it was Big Apple Comic Con back then. You know, so it was just a name. There wasn't like a figure that you could tie into it. So we wanted kind of, I don't know, like um, the gecko for Geico. You know, we wanted that type of like little publicity. And so, you know, I mean, obviously Boeing, Boeing, for some reason we went retro. Our bomber girl is a World War II pilot, basically, Mm -hmm. when there was no jet. So we kind of went a little weird on that. But um, (laughs) so, you know, we bring. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we kind of smudged it a little there. But, you know, we just had to kind of fit. We we both had like, it's like, you know, that's the golden age of comics there. It was just right before World War II. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, well, that seems like a really cool thing. And then, you know, we both, James and I have a, you know, you know, you know, have a, I don't know how to, uh, you know, we're, we're both very much in favor of supporting like our troops. Yeah. And, you know, in, sure. the, in the local, you know, like the, we all, we've given, we've given out bat passes to hundreds of, you know, people in the military over the years. And so we just, it just kind of like, it kind of clicked. Yeah. Every year, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so basically we, we came up, yeah, with that concept. And, you know, I mean, what's cooler than, you know, we're doing a retro show, so let's do retro kind of artwork. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's part of the reason why we landed on, like, the old B-17 bomber, you know, yeah. from Boeing. And, you know, because that was such a trademark for Boeing back in the day. And so, yeah, that's where the Bomber Girl came from. Um, Courtney Huddleston actually did the first artwork, but Shane White has become the predominant Bomber Girl artist over the 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a local uh, artist yeah, just in the in Seattle neighborhood. Um, yeah, and, Shane White has been like yeah. the rock when it comes to uh, comes to artwork for us, and he has done probably he has easily done the majority of mm-hmm. concept work and and pinch hitting poster art for us. So he's you know he's knocked it out of the park every single time. Well, and much- at the same time, we've also had a lot of great other guests do their versions. I mean, we had like Dan Panosian did a piece, you know, way back in year one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had uh, Gabriel Hardman did a piece once for us. You had, you know, it's like uh, Paul Ryan did a piece mm-hmm. for the year he was at our yeah. show. So we've had a lot of really cool guest artists. Yeah. Others, yeah. And, and and that's the cool thing with something iconic like that, where you have kind of like a mascot, and you can you can uh, see artists' different interpretations as they run wild on it. And I think it's uh, I, I think it's really cool. That's why I brought it up because like I've uh, um, I, I've got a couple of those old prints, and they're they're really really cool. Just uh, some uh, really uh, uh, striking artwork. And uh, so with that, I wanted to kind of transition to uh, merch. Because I, I know uh, throughout various years, a Jit City Comic Show has offered a uh, variety of merch like, you know, scrinted, uh, uh, screen tees and um, uh, koozies at, at one point. Uh, what, uh, what's, on the, what's on the list this year? Um, so we'll have kind of like a 10-year anniversary art piece done by Shane White. It kind of combines a lot of the pieces that he's done over the years. Um, we've got a hoodie. I mean, we've done hoodies for the last three years. Uh, people really love these, we call them squishy cups, but they're just like silicone pint glasses and Mm -hmm. yeah, that you could, you could throw them in an oven. They won't melt and they're not going to break. You know, you could throw them around the house if you wanted and they'll bounce off the wall. 
you know, so it's just a oh, yeah, yeah. kind put of with them, put them in the microwave. Yeah. Um, I like to throw them at James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. I really do like throwing them at James. It's awesome. Um, we, we have T-shirts. We have a, a printer that comes to the show. They print the shirts on demand. Um, you tell them the size. So it kind of it makes it limited edition, mm-hmm. you know. So there's no, like, hundreds of pieces printed other than a few sample pieces. And then you tell them what size you want and sometimes what color. They'll have a few different colors, and bam, they'll print it out there. It's kind of cool to watch the process, too, because not everybody's seen a screen print. Uh, they run it through a dryer, and bam, there you go. So it's a limited edition. So, like, after the show, other than, like, hoodies, we have a pre-printed amount. But after the show, I mean, T-shirts, if you didn't buy that show, well, you're not going to be able to get it. So it makes it truly exclusive yeah. um, and limited and very limited. I mean, it's literally to what people buy. Um, and oh, yeah, there's actually the quite a few of those we don't have. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then a portion of the proceeds goes to, um, well, in the past it's been military-based charities, you know, uh, like Wounded Warriors, and then we did some other um, Operation Homefront. This year, I, we're, we're, we're switching it up, and we're going to – I haven't quite figured out who yet, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a local food bank. And we'll actually be doing some donations for local food banks as well, just because, you know, I mean, holidays are coming up right up, yeah. you know, with a month after the show is Thanksgiving. So, mm-hmm. you know, and with the high cost of – rising cost of living, I mean, there's a lot of people in need for food, obviously, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. as well as other resources. But, Yeah. Very cool. That's uh, that's uh, that's an awesome way to uh, uh, to give back. Uh, great stuff. Um, so we are talking to James Taylor and Brian Meredith from the Jet City Comic Show. Again, that is going to be October twenty sixth and twenty seventh. That is a Saturday and a Sunday. Uh, Tacoma Convention Center. You can uh, read all about it at the website jetcitycomicshow dot com, and. Yeah, I mean it's a it it's um it's a great show. Uh, definitely uh, come on out. It's a lot of fun, and congratulations to you guys for um, a, again keeping it keeping not only keeping it going strong and thriving, but just uh, you know uh, supporting the local scene. And um, and and again, I I I really appreciate the um, the deliberate choice to keep it intentionally small Um, because uh, again, like we were talking about earlier, you know, it could have been just as easy to uh, uh, um, lean to the dark side and, and, uh, and, you know, be, be seduced by that. And I, I think that's, I think that's really quite, uh, quite commendable. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we love the show. Yeah. I mean, this is a show of love for us. I mean, Brian and I, we've been in the comic book industry for, I don't know, 25 years each or more mm-hmm. um, in some Something form like or that, another. Yeah. So this is all we know. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> you know? much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have no other, we have no other skills. This is it. <laughs> no, no. We, we have comic books and, there, you know, we've created comics. We've published comics. We've been vendors. We've been an artist only. Right. And of course mm-hmm. we've, I don't I don't know what almost twenty years of working Run shops, actual comic shops. Book, running yeah. actual comic book conventions. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's all we know. It's in the blood. Yeah, it's in our I, blood. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Um, very cool. So um, as uh, as we get ready to close out now, I have uh, I, I have a uh, I have a couple last questions for for you both. Um, and it's sure. the sa- and it's the same questions that I ask any of my guests that I bring on. You know, whether they be uh, comics creators, podcasters, uh, independent musicians, it's kind of uh, a lo- a lot of my previous guests have referred to it affectionately as kind of like the job interview uh, type questions. But I know since uh, since both of you have you know, worked creatively in comics in the past, you know, kind of like on both sides of the table. I thought, uh, I thought this would kind of apply. Um, but, uh, I, I, so to start off, what has the biggest challenge been? And you could, you could use that as open-ended, um, as you like, you know, whether it's regards to running jet city or, uh, creatively, you know, just uh, kind of biggest challenges, uh, run wild. Well, for, honestly, for me, um, <laughs> uh, time and money. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it, I hate to boil it down to that, but it really kind of does. I mean, a lot of people don't realize it, but, you know, a show our size is very, very expensive to run and maintain. And, you know, like we, it's like a lot of money that needs to be juggled around and, to be collected in time, and there's just like there's a lot that goes into it that a lot of people are unaware. And the same thing went with when we were publishing comics. You know, there's a lot of money. It takes thousands of dollars before an issue even hits the shelf. Um, and then, of course, then there's just the amount of time that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> this, I mean, we're with Jet City. It's just the size where we're always dabbling with it throughout most of the year, but. The, like the three, four months prior to it, it's almost a daily job as well. We're always still doing something to it. And it's just, it's very time consuming. Mm-hmm. So try, you know, so don't expect too much sleep. Brian, that time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, very little sleep. Like Brian said, You're you right. know, I mean, I, he already said time, um, which, you know, I could attest to. I mean, most people don't realize we both have day jobs. Um, and then we got families. So as our families are growing older, you know, there's, our kids grow older and, you know, there's more to do, right? You know, so I'm yeah, playing yeah. soccer nowadays and, you know, that's three, four days a week for me on top of yeah, day job. And, juggle you know, all this on that's top of it. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, so to break away, so nowadays because they're – the creative end of comic books for me was never hard. It was easy just because I love doing it. Um, but for me nowadays um, – Oh, losing my train of thought there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. No, it's um, for the show itself. It's gotten the hard part about the show has so many shows have popped up all across the country over the last I don't know six years, probably five six years. Yeah, that yeah, there's only especially so the last last book. few. Yeah, there's only so many comic book guests, comic book people that live in North America, that work in comic books. I mean, really, I mean, it's maybe a few hundred at most that make a living at it. I mean, there's there's lots of people doing, like, indie comics and things like that, mm-hmm. you know, self-creating. But, I mean, like, the people that you put on a guest list for a comic book show. And and so, with, I mean, there's literally at least four two-day shows every single weekend. So it gets a little bit harder to get guests, comic book guests, because, you know, we can't afford to fly in a bunch of people from Europe and 
or from other countries and you know because that gets even more expensive and and they don't always want to come because you know why fly for 12 hours yeah so so i i think that's been a challenge but like i said this like we said this year is our best guest list in in quite a while and you know it every everything has its challenges and every year is a little bit different with the show the main thing is we make time and we have fun and bait to us it's it's a party once the show finally comes around it's a party with all of our friends you know six thousand friends in the doors so yeah yeah that's, that's true and it. that's a it's always a great opportunity to reconnect with people we haven't seen in forever mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Just enjoy and kind of enjoy the, the the fruits of our labors so to speak absolutely because yeah absolutely. I, go ahead that's what conventions were you know back you know at the time even the beginning of emerald city was it wasn't yeah. just going to make money for vendors. Like this is somebody that you see once or twice a year at another comic book convention because store owners, you know, they're not going around to each other's stores that much, but at the, yeah. at the conventions, they get, they get to see each other. They get to talk and hang out. You know, I mean, it, it was a community, right? Right. And as shows, you know, yeah. as shows get into that, you know, 30,000 people, there's a lot less of it. So, you know, when I used to set up an artist alley, it was awesome. You'd see the same people all the, you know, every year at when I went down to Portland or, mm-hmm. I, you know, whatever shows we were working, you see these people every time. And it, it's like, you know, oh, yeah, I remember you. And, you know, like there's people that had me look at their portfolio now, and now they're working for Marvel and DC nowadays. I mean, it, it's pretty cool. You get to see that growth of people year after year, especially other creators. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so show our size and what we go for. It's that community aspect. That's what we love. Absolutely. It's a, uh, it's not unlike a family reunion in a lot of ways. I mean, cause like, totally. uh, like for example, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. I mean, it's, I, I don't think I went last year. I think I had to work. So yeah, it's going on two years since I, since I've seen yeah. either of you guys. So I, I'm really uh, stoked to see you guys and a bunch of other friends as well. It's uh, it's, it's always a great hang at a, uh, at jet city comic show. Um, um, so, so the next arm of, uh, of the question I want to ask you guys is kind of what's, um, what's the dream? You know, kind of what's the, you know, kind of uh, eventual outcome of, uh, you know, kind of kind of what you're pursuing and what you're doing here with uh, with Jet City Comic Show. Uh, retiring on the beach in Mexico with yeah. mojitos. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no. Uh, nice. Uh, honest, honestly, I don't yeah, think no, about Baja, California with, with, with a drink sounds good. Yeah. Little umbrella uh, drinks. Uh, I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, just. You know, enjoy. For me personally, I try to enjoy every year as its own. So I don't have a whole lot of dreams as far as the future, other than you know this. I try to focus more on like this current year mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. for each show. Yeah. But you know, I mean, just to keep it going and keep that community going and um, um, supporting creators as best we can. Um, it's an ever changing industry and market too. So it, it's it's sometimes you know it's becoming more and more of a challenge um but you know yeah i i I just love helping younger creators i mean people helped me when i was starting Mm -hmm. so if i can help some creators you know i mean i had a nice run in comic books you know uh um, i made my living for there for a little while and Mm -hmm. you know now now you know as a creator 
you know, if I could give back and help promote other creators, I mean, that would be great. Yeah, that that yeah. that again, like like you said earlier, James, that that is a really cool feeling when you can watch folks, you know, kind of grow and develop and go off on their own. It's like, are you doing the thing? You know, it's 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 a very it's a very satisfying feeling. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's like it was not necessarily like there was a dream that we were trying to attain with this. It was more for me. It was always just like, well, this was kind of the the dream itself yeah let's do let's do that that old style show where everyone can just enjoy themselves be happy uh have that sense of belonging with with, within a community and not have the the rigors of having to deal with you know worrying about this celebrity or that or how much money I need to save up just so I can get into the place. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a, just let's have that, let's have that last bastion of how it used to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and give everybody, and like James says, you know, give everybody, you know, that leg up, give us, give those, those new artists that are putting their heart and soul into their book and give them a, a, a place where they can, you know, they can speak their voice. Mm-hmm. I remember from my early, uh, you know, like with James, there's so many guys that I, I remember taking a chance with in in Emerald City back when I used to do the exhibits director there, where I set them, I got them, I got them tables. I was like, I'm going to get you in. I really believe in your work. Let's get you set up. Mm-hmm. And now they work at DC. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, and it's so cool to say, it's like, you know what? good for them it's like you you guys you guys made it and it's i'm i'm happy for these guys mm-hmm. to see see that and i and i feel you know i feel a little bit of pride that you know maybe i just maybe i had a little little bit of you know a hand in that maybe i helped out a little mm-hmm. it, it again it's a um it, it's a really cool feeling it's a really cool yeah. feeling um, so the so with that, and this actually ties together uh, really well. The uh, the the last question on that is, what advice would you guys have for folks that are looking to pursue their own uh, creative interests? Um, you mean so like being a writer or being an artist, or How- something something to that caliber, or? However, I mean, so I mean, like, like for example, like I, I've asked this question of authors, of uh, okay. radio personalities, podcasters. Um, so yeah, just you know, uh, more or less, well, what if if I was to say, hey, hey, Brian and James, what a, uh, you know, I I have thing X that I want to do. What would be your advice to me? to kind of help me along what uh you know the the uh, uh the wisdom of of uh of the wisdom ages. yes uh well let's see I, well without knowing the what the variable x is in this equation if i just go with the assumption that x equals comic book convention i would say don't do one <laughs> there are plenty out there and it's like if you really wanted to get in on this kind of business Find one, find one of your local shows. Find one that you can participate in. Volunteer. Get involved. And learn from there. And then see where life takes you. If I was to slap in, say, the creative side to those that, you know, sit behind the table, just, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Don't stop. 
Mm-hmm. Don't worry about how good you are now. Don't try to work on that. Magnum opus, you know, you're not, don't try to write the Odyssey right this second. No, you, you need to do, you need to do your crappy work. You need to do yeah. your God awful stuff. You need to get it out of your system. You need to learn. And, but don't get discouraged by it. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, just keep trying it and enjoy yourself. And if it doesn't make you happy in the long run, then don't do it. Because, I mean, if you're, if you're just doing it to make money, then it's just not going to get happy. You're not going to be happy with it. Yeah. But if you're doing it for, for the enjoyment, for the pursuit of it, for the art, uh, for the feeling it gives you, for creating, um, and you happen to make a couple bucks on the side, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep doing it that way. Just just don't give up. Just keep keep plugging away. Don't worry about the crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll get better. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, on the creative side, you know, I mean, nowadays especially, it's so to get your work out there, just simply do it. Um, you know, because you could put it on a website, you could put it, I mean, wherever. I mean, you could still do the photocopy and staple it yourself method like how we started yeah you know i mean it's, it's just get <laughs> oh, it out yeah. there and just do it it's not going to be perfect and don't try to make it perfect because you'll never get it done you know um yeah i have seen that happen yeah yeah well we've seen that yeah from a lot of people that you know at shows for over the years they they want that it to be absolutely perfect and I mean, five years later, they still haven't finished, yeah. you know, even half, half of a comic book. So it's yeah. just simply just do it and be passionate about it. If you're not passionate about it, don't do it. You know, I mean, comic books, especially, I mean, you have to love this medium. It's yeah. not a medium to yeah. go and get written, you know, especially as a yeah. creator. I mean, yeah, you can have some good years, but very few are getting filthy rich, right. you know, because it's very time consuming. So mm-hmm. you do it because you love exactly. it. Exactly. And, well, you know, and it's like, you know, it's like Jack Kirby said, you know, comics, they'll break your heart. <laughs> so, uh, you know, don't, don't go, don't, don't go in this with that, with the, you know, with the wrong assumptions. Absolutely. Yeah. I, absolutely. Uh, excellent advice, guys. I, I really appreciate that. So um, as a, as we get closer to closing out I, and before we give out the, um, you know, uh, internet and contact info, um, it it occurs to me that there's a, there's a story I might not have asked or heard or maybe I just don't remember because I'm I'm old and the and the tapioca brain is setting in. But um, James and Brian, how how did the two of you guys get uh, get acquainted and start working together? Because I like I know for example with uh, with Brian, I uh, you know I I had been buying comic books uh, from him since I was in high school. Uh, but and and then James, yeah, that you know, makes me feel so old. Man, me me too, brother. <laughs> me too. Yeah. And you know, James, I obviously uh, you know met you uh, uh, quite some time later. Uh, but yeah, I was right. I was just kind of curious what the what what kind of the secret history, um, uh, yeah, kind of kind of what the secret history there is. The comic book store. Oh, I, uh, yeah, collectibles. I mean, so like collectibles. Yeah. I, uh, so back in the uh, back in the nineties, I worked at a what? I worked at this mid-90s? great shop. Yeah, mid nineties. Um, <clears throat> I think it was from like ninety four to ninety eight. I worked at a shop called Delight Collectibles. They had two storefronts, but you know, and I bounced between them. And James would shop at the one here in Linwood, mm-hmm. which honestly we used to be down the street from where Subspace Comics is now. Right. Um, but yeah, we just 
you know, we hit it off, became friends. Uh, we kept in touch when he went, went east to go to college. And I don't know, then we just we just started collaborating together, and it just kind of grew from there. Yeah, when I, when we got back, I got back from college. Um, you know, we'd been friends for a while, and a few years, and we'd hung out a little bit. But then all of a sudden, with a couple other guys, we started creating comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Microbrew Studios? Was that the original name that you kept? Yeah, the Mi- Microbrew Comics else? is what we called it originally, and it was with uh, our buddies J.D. Green and Steve Hartley. And we would uh, yeah. we would just do comics together, hang out, draw stuff yeah. up, hit the Kinkos, put books together. Yeah, yeah, we made some ash cans. We set up at the local comic book convention. But, yeah, and then, uh, you know, uh, and, but basically it started in a comic book store and based off of comic books. He harassed me as I came in the store, you know, mm-hmm. and, and somehow, it, and that's how he met his wife, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think pretty much everybody I've met in the last 20 years has come through it is because of the shop. I have no other social life. Oh, that's funny. Comic books are our life. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, because you nailed it earlier, James. You know, you you had said, um, you know, it's in the blood, but it's it's also in the family, literally. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Very cool. All right, guys. Well, um, let's see. So, so the website is jetcitycomicshow.com. Again, it's uh, coming up uh, towards the end of October, uh, 26th and 27th, that Saturday and Sunday at the Tacoma Convention Center. Uh, tickets are still available. Uh, we'd encourage you to buy early and buy often. Um, and, oh, dang, I, uh, I forgot. Uh, so I... Brian, you had mentioned something about uh, uh, volunteering earlier. Are um, are you guys still looking for folks to uh, sign up for Bomber Crew? I believe we've got everybody we need. But okay. if there is anybody who wants to volunteer, there we have a great little online forum on the website. Just pop your name and number and everything in there. Send it our way. Who knows? We might still need a, an extra hand or two. <laughs> Very cool. And uh, so before we part ways for now, uh, could you let folks know where we can uh, connect with you guys on the internets and the social medias and anything else uh, that uh, that you want to pimp? So like, you know, like uh, uh, Brian, if you wanted to give a, a shout for the shop and and James, if you had any other uh, pursuits uh, that uh, that you wanted to promote, now is the time. Let uh, let folks know. Plug thyselves. Well, all right. My plug is pretty simple. I have Subspace Comics in Linwood, Washington. Uh, been it's been Subspace for five years now. It used to be it was formerly the Comic Stop for fifteen before wow. that. So I've been at this for twenty years in this spot. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, SubspaceComics dot com is the website, but you know everyone's got Facebook, so you can easily find us on that. Mm-hmm. And I think we honestly do more on that than we do any any web stuff. Um. But yeah, no, it's a, we have an awesome little shop here. Other than that, uh, JetCityComicShow.com. Perfect. Just to see all the cool stuff, you know, people we've had before, um, and all that good jazz. Sure. Um, for me, I mean, honestly, most of my comic book focus is on Jet City Comic Show now. Uh, I don't, every once in a while, I'll do a comic book for, you know, a company and whatnot, but, um, yeah, if anybody really wants to find my artwork, just go to jtinks.com. It's J-T-I-N-K-S.com. And, uh, yeah, you can see some of the comic book work I did and some gallery stuff. And, yeah, but 
focus right now is yeah, just on Jet City Comic Show. Absolutely. And again, go to the show. Buy your tickets early. Buy your tickets often. <laughs> 26th, 27th. Uh, right. Tacoma Buy for friends. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, bring friends. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a blast. Yeah, well, you know, and and I would I would also say that like for folks that are you know maybe not fans of comics, you know, it's like maybe folks that know the characters through the movies or whatever. It's like no, let let me take you to an actual comic show, uh, because uh, again, and we, we talked a whole lot about vibe and you know that that you know it's it's so family friendly and it's so inclusive, um, but um, I just. I I like the the warm, homey, intimate feeling that I get from going to Jet City Comic Show. It's it's just it, it's it, it's the show that I always look forward to. It's 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 the funnest, and it again it just it's one of those things. That if you if you hook somebody at the right time, like oh, this is what a comic show is, then I I think you got a fan for life. Yeah, you know, our, one of the cool things about our show is because it's so family friendly. Um, it's you get you get a lot of people who maybe they're just dragging their kids, or it's their kids dragging their parents. Yeah, and but everybody gets to enjoy themselves. There's always something there for everybody to try out. And you know, parents get to see stuff they hadn't seen in twenty, thirty years. Uh, kids get to see comp their first comics for the first time. Right. You know, oh. it's yeah. Even even fan even people that aren't fans of comic books could usually have a, a fun time finding new things. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, so we we had mentioned a, a couple times that you know it kind of it, it takes a village to put on a good show. And before uh, before we part ways for now, I was wondering if there were any uh, shout outs, any particular love you need to give, um, anything, um, anything by way of final thoughts uh, before uh, before we close uh, out. I guess for me, um, you know. First off, I'd say major shout out to my partner James because I mean he really does the bulk of the work and he's a, he's an animal at this. Um, but our we have our crew of volunteers led by Jeff Loggison. He you know what we we term as the mechanics, and those guys you know make the ship run smoothly. Mm-hmm. And it's like we are so confident in their abilities that we can say, "Here's what needs to be done." They do it, no questions asked. They figured out. Heck, they even do better job than what we could have told them how to do it. So, <laughs> yes, they know, do. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, you know, and we've we've had help from all sorts of people over the years. People have helped with uh, with some social media or with our panels, um, and then of course, you know, then there's our star families. You know, our wives being supportive of us, helping us when they can, and uh, then of course, just you know, the attendees, guys like you, Mike, that. Mm-hmm love the show enough that they keep coming back very cool i i love that again it's it's a great community so again uh one last time it is jet city comic show uh celebrating 10 years um a 10 year anniversary this year that is going to be saturday and sunday october 26th and 27th at the tacoma convention center uh tickets available at jetcitycomicshow.com as well as on the on the facebooks and the twitters and the instagrams maybe oh, yeah. question mark yeah okay i have no idea do we <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I try to stay as as, Ill, as like <laughs> illiterate when it comes to the social media stuff as I can. It's so confusing. <laughs> I got you. Very cool. All right. Well, uh, uh, guys, this has been an absolute blast. Thank you again so much for uh, for taking the time to kind of chat about kind of this 10-year anniversary retrospective. And uh, we're really looking forward to uh, this, uh, not only this coming show, but for many more in the future. All right. Well, thanks for having us, Mike. We appreciate it. Anytime. Yeah, thank Our- you, Mike. You're very welcome, and we will uh, we will see you around the way. All righty. Sounds yeah, good. sounds good, Mike. We'll cool. see you soon. All right. Have a good one, you guys. Thanks a lot. No mail today. Nobody likes you. Let's show Mike some love. Right into the mailbag at MikeCyberRadio at gmail.com. And, of course, the spelling on that is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. You've got mail. Everybody loves you. So tell you what, uh, before I get out of here, I went back through the archives and I found that interview uh, with Brian that uh, that we did on the show floor a couple years ago at Jet City Comic Show. And I thought I would share that here with you now because uh, he does kind of get a little more into the history of Jet City Comic Show and that original connection uh, with Emerald City Comic Con. And, it, and I'll never forget this. It kind of cracks me up. Uh, we, uh, we actually did the interview uh, during the cosplay contest so um, you, you can hear a lot of crowd ambience and things like that it's a it's a lot of fun check it out so so Brian you you and I go back like a way long way yeah in fact I think I I, I think I started buying comics from you when I was in high school yeah I think that sounds about you wouldn't, right. you wouldn't be the uh, you wouldn't be the first customer I had that was from high school that's now like a full-grown adult yeah you know um, as a side note one of my favorite uh, old customers she's no longer with me uh, she doesn't buy comics anymore uh-huh. her name is Susan and I was selling her Captain America comics when she was like 15 years old Wow she's now married has a child of her own who's pushing I think like six or seven and she's gone to college oh gone to her God. job she's moved on and I'm just you know I'm like wow it's just it's amazing to see you know it, 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 how long it, it's weird yeah. it's it's a trip um, but, but the, anyway but the reason why why I, I bring that up is because I, I've um, had this unique perspective of seeing kind of like the gang the old band kind of grow and yeah. move and kind of be on the ground right. level of like a couple weird things so so with that um could you talk about kind of like the what, the origins essentially or yeah the, uh, yeah 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 no you're i mean yeah you, you kind of put it there you uh you you were around long enough that you know you saw the old og crew right all the original volunteers you know the you know the minions mm-hmm. you know back when we were the comic stop back when we did originally emblem city and how all that grew into a big old mini empire for right. the Pacific Northwest. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, the origins for Jet City does stem from that because mm-hmm. it was roughly around, I want to say, year five, year four or five of Emerald City, uh, which, you know, it's a whole other thing as to why we did that. Right. But it was growing at such an exponential rate that by the time we got to the convention center and our costs jumped up. Yeah. You know, we were charging so much more for for booths. Uh, we had our expenses were astronomical. I mean, yeah, wow, is, <laughs> is all I can say. And so, what you had is you had all the little guys, hey. all the guys that started in the beginning, and they were, um, you know, they were kind of uh, left out. With Emerald City growing at an exponential rate, mm-hmm. you had you had all these guys that gave us. I, I guess you could say 
took a chance on a, on a bunch on a group of idiots that didn't know what they were really doing, <laughs> but apparently could do a better job than you know who was doing shows before. Sure. No offense to that person, you know, he just you know his heart wasn't in it anymore. And right, you know, and it, and that's fine. And but all these guys were getting outpriced, and they couldn't afford they couldn't afford to take the risk. And then we realized this is now becoming a pop culture show and not a comic book show. Right, and, and so. We thought, you know what, Jet City could be a good complimentary show to that mm-hmm. by making it a more traditional, dealer-centric with some nice local artists, yeah. a few celebrity, you know, maybe like a few nostalgic guests. Yeah. Uh, you know, have a little bit for everybody, but mm-hmm. keep it cheap. Totally. And, you know, that's how the origin started. We uh, originally did the first few years in Seattle, mm-hmm. and we quickly learned that that just was not actually a good idea. Right. You know, it's like the having it in the fall with you know, Emerald City in the spring was okay. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, there just wasn't the right venue. And the venue we had at the Seattle Center was just terrible. It was at that little dungeon exhibition hall. Yep. Terrible parking, terrible load-in, uh, no signage. It was, I mean, um, you couldn't even, it wasn't even in a proper grid. You couldn't even lay out a floor plan without right. having poles in the middle. Well, you'd have to go to different rooms and yeah, all that it other was, stuff. It was is. just, it was just a, yeah, it was just a cluster. And so that's when James and I thought, well, we either need to pack this idea up or take the chance and try some more different. Mm-hmm. And that's when we thought Tacoma hasn't had anything in since like the 90s. Right. So we figured, all right, well, let's give that another try. And that's when we took the leap here for the Tacoma Convention Center. We were like, wow, here's this brand new convention center. It's nice sized. It's not too big, but it's not small. You know, right. it's like great parking, beautiful lobby, friendly people yeah. I thought let's give this a shot and that first year I mean that the first year here year four blew the doors out of all the other ones we had done before right, so right. that's why in a weird way Jet City is, even though it's a technically a Seattle <laughs> nickname sure. is the Tacoma show right. and you know and, and as a side note we have gone back and forth on changing the name mm-hmm. you know to do something with that yeah. Uh, James and I have gone to him. We were, we originally were thinking we should change it when we first, after the first year we were yeah. here, uh, because okay, let's make it a Tacoma one. But we're also like, well, we've invested all this money in like the Bomber Girl and yeah, everything else. Yeah, yeah, you got a lot of branding. That, you know, a branding in there. We're yeah. like, well, we'll just leave it here and see what it is. But now that we've been here longer than we've ever been down and down in there, we're thinking, okay, it might be time. So okay. we've been we've been pondering a few ideas, but you know, nothing's concrete on that yet. So, uh, so on that, let's. Uh, let's talk about the future a little bit because the uh as what i've seen from coming the last few years Mm -hmm. it gets just a little bigger every year and if i remember correctly and please correct me if i'm wrong um one of the original mission statements of jet city was to kind of be that that small intimate show right there's it's a real fine line it's Mm -hmm. a balance it's like we want to have growth each and every year and we need to maintain a certain growth it's a, it's a huge thing that checks and balances with this. Mm, um, okay. In order to stay a successful mid-tier show, you can't have too many people in that it explodes and, say, becomes like Emerald City. Right. You know, um, but at the same time, 
you have to generate enough money that you can advertise it properly um, and you know be able to pay for the space you know all the all the merch you know all the equipment merchandising fixtures venues to all the venue stuff right and so it's it's a weird balance if you if you don't grow enough we don't make enough profit to be able to roll that over to the next year right right so it's um, so we need growth and you, I mean and you can have a successful mid-tier show that's got a lot more people than we have coming in mm-hmm. these days and so our goal, I think, I would say our goal is to try to get our um, is get the awareness of the show out there even further than say Tacoma Olympia. Sure. You know, really build it on, and we think that the word of mouth is really now starting to, yeah. to trickle out there. And a lot of it is, you know, we have been overshadowed, uh, overshadowed mm-hmm. by Emerald City, and then you've got like Rose sure. City, and you've got a Wizard World in Portland, and you've got a kajillion shows these days, yeah. and so it's really hard to kind of stand out. So, I mean, with that in mind, you can, I mean, especially when you're trying to stick to your guns to be like a traditional comic show, you're not giving the... I don't want to say non-fans, but the... The weekend fans, all right, you know, the people that, you know, hey, I love comic books, but I've never read a comic in my life, or I just love the movies, or, oh, I just want to go to see the actors and run around and cosplay costume. Mm -hmm. And that's great if you want to do that. I got nothing against that. Right. It's like, that's what you like, and you should totally do that. Mm -hmm. But those, honestly, those kind of uh, customers doesn't translate to dollars for the for the dealers. Good point. And right. when the dealers don't make any money, then they're not going to be as apt to sign up for the next year. Mm-hmm. And and if they're not apt to sign up for the next year, it's like I lose I lose I lose money that I need to pay for the next year. Right, right. So it's yeah. like I said, it's a real weird check and balance mm-hmm. uh, trying to keep everything affordable because you know we don't want it we don't want to raise our prices at the door we right. don't I mean we we barely raise the prices on the, on our tables um, you know it's no secret I mean like say a corner booth is only like uh, was it 350 something like that yeah yeah so it's I mean you that same one if you were to equate that to Emerald City I think Emerald City's is like 1100 or 1200 or something yeah, like that yeah, it I mean, was like I mean somebody was telling me it was a four digit range now so I was like that's that's really crazy and I get it they you know they have the extra day they they're four days now and, right. and whatnot and they bring in a lot more people but it's mm. a completely different beast that's the thing it's, yeah. it's become this you know I, I, I remember years ago we were talking almost about like the fear of Emerald City becoming San Diego and Seattle and in a and weird way it has it, exactly you know yeah, it's, it kind of um, came to pass you know it's like not to uh, speak ill of any of anybody there oh, yeah yeah right. but um, you know it's like after I mean I mean, I haven't been involved in it for years now. Right. It's like I left the, I left the business. Uh, my former partners sold it. Right. And which is, I honestly, I find to be sad because they did exactly what we said we never would do. Yeah. And that was to sell out and to become like San Diego. And that's, that's what happened. Yeah. You know, and, and not to be too maudlin about it, but it, it is almost kind of like the band that makes it big. Right. And yeah. it was, you know, we were the Beatles for a while. Yeah. And, and, yeah. We, and you know, I know somehow I ended up being Pete Best, and, <laughs> and I you, know, you know, and so, yeah. or you know, yeah, but the band broke up. You know, Yoko came rolling in uh, before you know it. Lennon, Lennon st- stopped talking to uh, Paul go, right? and George, and, and yeah. Ringo was just like, "Fuck it, we're done." Yeah. You know, and that's and that's how the you know that's really kind of in a weird way 
real, really weird warped way is what happens. Yeah. You know, everything is one decision fostered another and everything right. fell apart. And it's it's just the way it is. I'm mm-hmm. you know, I've moved on, they've moved on, there and yeah. but it's like I but part of me is still very disappointed that a show that you know I had a hand in creating became something that I was that I was completely against. Yeah. You know, it's kinda of disappointing. Which is why, you know, I, that's why I'd like James and I we really like how Jet City is yeah. we would just you know we want to get the word out more to people yeah. and let people know it's like you know this is a fun show you can get great deals on books and toys uh, mm-hmm. you know there, there's a higher variety of stuff this year than I've ever seen yeah um, you know we have a very very talented pool of artist alley you know mm-hmm. we've got some great local guests and um, everybody's friendly here I mean there's no fights there's nobody pushing or fussing yeah. at one another um um, everybody's, you know, everybody comes here to have a good time, and they and they leave having had a good time. Absolutely, and and that's what I love about the Jet City Comic Show is that it's it's got that homey feeling to it. You know, yeah. everybody's friendly, everybody's friends, and it's not so intense that you're gonna kill yourself trying to do it. No, no, you wanna you wanna wander around and talk to somebody for 15 minutes at a table. You can, and you're not gonna yeah. feel pressured to leave. And but you know, you look around and there's people swarming all over, but you're not to the point where you you can't. Yeah. breathe and you know, I guess it comes down to you know um, it's it, this is a real expensive show for us to run right um, we James and I have never made any money on this in the eight years we've been doing it which is another completely different thing like you know you get to these big not big ones where it's all about the profit right um, so it's one of those things where as long as the show continues to make enough money to roll over into the next yeah you know we can keep going forward I mean there'll be one day there might be the year hits that we, we realize oh we lost ten thousand dollars in this one sure and at that day we might have to skip a year or mm-hmm. close up shop who knows right. but I mean ho- hopefully ideally the the ideal future for this show is to continue to evolve uh but not really change too much, you know. Kind of keep to a bit of the same, but I want to. It's like I wanted. To, I wanted to stay the same, but get better. Yeah, and I think the the best example of that is yeah. You you have more guests. I mean, you you got celebrity cars this year. Yeah, which is yeah. a brand new thing that we did. Yeah, this year. we didn't think that would be any any interest, but people love it. Yeah, I. I so think I'm it's like cool. I'm great. I'm I'll be glad to do that again next year. And it's all within the same footprint. So yeah, exactly. So I mean, like I said, we'll. we'll will evolve you know it's like we're the marines we adapt we overcome right there you go and i think that's a great spot to leave it i know okay. uh, i know you got some commerce yes, to do but uh, uh brian thank you very much for Ooh, taking the time good. and then um uh one last thing where yes. uh can people learn everything they need to know about the jet city comic show just go to the website dot com <laughs> like, <laughs> i love it. it i love it all right very, very good all, all right, right dude man. i'll see you around man all right mike it was good thanks to you, brother. yeah yeah definitely thanks And that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to listen to our past shows, subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show. It helps the show grow. Mike Seibert Radio is produced by Dave Sanders. For my guests, James Taylor and Brian Meredith, my name is Mike. This has been Mike Seibert Radio. And until next time, make good choices. You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. 
Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out bydoormusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production.